Hello, friends. Welcome to a special weekend edition of Today in Digital Marketing. So you're at a restaurant. The bill comes along with the credit card terminal. On the screen, there are some quick links showing common tip percentages. Often it's 15%, 20%, 25%, and other. Sure seems like a surefire way to get more tips, but are we shooting ourselves in the foot? New data published in the Journal of Business Research finds this gratuity guideline might be hurting retailers more than helping. Frank Cabano is an assistant professor of marketing at the University of Texas at El Paso. He is the co-author of a paper called Don't Tell Me How Much to Tip, the influence of gratuity guidelines on consumers' favorability of the brand. And he joins me now. Hello. Hi, Todd. Thanks so much for having me on. How could this hurt? This seems like a no-brainer. Right. Uh, many people would think so. Uh, but the thing is, is that even though it's a recommendation, right, it's a gratuity guideline, it's a tip suggestion. Um, so, you know, the the, the restaurant or, or the service provider, service business is not making consumers tip in, in that specific way, but consumers perceive. It's not the fact that they're not making you, but it's the perception that consumers have that they're kind of forcing their hand that this is, you know, basically inhibiting their freedom to act as they please, to tip however much they want. And because of this perception uh, of inhibiting their freedom, consumers react to this. It's called psychological reactance. They react to this and want to establish their freedom, uh, you know, more so than, than before. Uh, and, and so when, when they react in such a way, they actually like the restaurant or service, service provider less because they're trying to they're perceiving that they're trying to force their hand uh, to tip more than maybe they want to. And you found these suggested tip percentages often don't influence what consumers tip. Did that surprise you, given that the whole purpose of that screen is to influence tipping behavior? Yes, uh, that certainly surprised us. Usually, as you said, usually it doesn't have a significant effect. That surprised us. Um, but, you know, I think, um, you know, I think certainly in the United States, consumers, uh, you know, consumers know the tip norms, right? They know the 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 suggest or the general tip amounts, and, and so they tip accordingly. And, and so uh, I think that's why really there's no effect. But but really, what we were interested in looking at was the downstream consequence for the service business itself. And as as we talked about earlier, that's where we see that negative effect on how much consumers uh, like that restaurant, for example, how much they're willing to recommend it to others, how much. Uh, how much, how likely they are to go back to it, et cetera. And, and well, let's talk about those downstream numbers because the ultimate downstream number is sales. I know you didn't study that specifically. You studied how the impact of this screen, this tipping suggestion screen impacts brands' favorability. But do you have a, a gut feel on how this might affect sales? Is there a direct correlation between brand favorability and sales? Uh, yes, um, there should be. It's uh, certainly not going to be a, a perfect correlation, um, but there's a high correlation between intentions and behavior. Uh, again, it's not perfect, but it's very high. So when consumers, you know, they're indicating they intend to not go back as much anymore. Uh, they intend to recommend it negatively to uh, other people. Uh, you know, they like it less, et cetera. These types of, you know, these types of measures, it should um, correlate. It should, you know, reflect in their actual behavior, making them less likely to go back uh, to that restaurant, to that bar, um, to that, you know, other type of service business. You found this negative effect to be more pronounced for consumers with low patronage behavior or low income level. Can you talk more about that and why you think these specific groups are affected? 
Right. So, um, so we we saw those significant moderating effects. Uh, so this, you know, this manifested for consumers low in income, and you know, consumers who are you know who have lower income levels, they are especially to you know especially likely to be affected by this, right? To be kind of turned off by this, to react more to this because they don't have as much disposable income to be able to tip. Uh, you know, maybe these, uh, you know, higher amounts. So when there are these gratuity guidelines, they are, their, their perceived freedom is being threatened more because they don't have as much money to maybe uh, tip these amounts. And so they react more negatively. Um, and consumers low in patronage behavior, they also, this, this effect also manifests for them because, um, you know, they don't have, you know, loyalty, right? They don't have, this is their low in patronage behavior. They don't go to this, for example, restaurant much. Uh, so they don't have this strong loyalty. And so when they get this type, these types of tip suggestions, where again, they're being, perce they're perceiving it as this restaurant making them tip a certain way, they're turned off by that less likely to go back. However, uh, for consumers high in patronage behavior of the, br the brand, consumers who go to that restaurant maybe once a week, for example, uh, they're not as affected uh, because, you know, they've already built that loyalty. They really like that restaurant. Uh, they like the wait staff. They, they like the food. They like the, the atmospherics. Uh, they're, they're used to maybe seeing those gratuity guidelines, right, if they're going often. And, and so, so it doesn't lead to a negative effect for them. And, and, and it's also important to note that we found this in an actual restaurant setting, right? So we, we looked at it in surveys, but we also conducted one uh, behavioral study where I went to a restaurant, uh, you know, here in, in our city. Uh, and I was there for multiple days and, and I, I, you know, I saw these effects. You know, we, we collected data from actual, um, actual customers in this actual restaurant, and we found that consumers who were low in patronage behavior, they said they were less likely to go back, among other things. Just because of the presence of that suggestion screen. Yes, yes, just because of that. That was the only difference between the conditions, right? Half the customers received um, it, it, their bill without the gratuity guidelines, half received it with it. And those who were low in patronage behavior who had the gratuity guidelines, they were less likely to say they were they were going to go back. They liked it less. They were less likely to recommend it to other people. Um, but, again, but this effect didn't manifest for, for people who were high in patronage behavior because they liked the restaurant. It didn't affect them. Your research found, I thought this is interesting, that having an explanation about the benefits of these tip levels can help reduce the negative effect. Can you give us an example of what that would look like? Yes. Um, so it actually eliminates the negative effect, right? So it completely wipes it out. Um, now, it doesn't make it a positive effect. It doesn't make these, you know, increase consumers' favorability uh, of the brand, but it doesn't decrease it uh, either. And really, this is a simple explanation of why why those gratuity guidelines are on there, making it clear that this is for your benefit, right? This is for your convenience. Just putting a message, which, by the way, you'll you'll see at different restaurants or bars or what uh, what have you that use these gratuity guidelines. Sometimes they'll make it clear these are for your convenience only or something that something to that effect mm. by putting that simple message which we did in, in our experiment and, and completely eliminated the effect um, you just putting that this is for your convenience only right this is to help you that th these are these are just recommendations that are meant uh, you know to just uh, make it easier uh, for, to calculate that's why we're putting on there if consumers see that clearly understand that's the the motive behind it then it doesn't lead to a negative effect for them. But without that, we consistently find there's a negative effect because, again, consumers feel like 
it's making me tip more than maybe I want to. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. And if you like the format of this podcast, you will love theirs. It's packed with information, but it's brief. Last week, they had a great rundown on car prices, not just the numbers, but why car prices moved, how weather affects that market. It was super interesting. They also cover things like boosting your credit score, putting money away for retirement, saving on travel, and so on. So yeah, listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Putting our podcast and newsletter together can get complicated. We add show notes in one place, interview coordination in another, brainstorming somewhere else. It's easy to lose track of the big picture when you have to open a new window for every detail. With Miro, you can bring everything and everyone together in one place. Consolidate different points of view and increase team collaboration all on one centralized board. For instance, we used Miro to figure out the right flow for our newsletter automations. It let us get our team all contributing, including our ad agency people, and saved us a ton of time. And its new AI tool, which summarizes and clusters information automatically, was a game changer. Find simplicity in your most complex projects with Miro. Your first three Miro boards are free when you sign up today at Miro.com slash podcast. That's three free boards at Miro.com slash podcast. And I guess what we're talking about here is instead of the the credit card terminals, because I, I don't think I've ever seen a, an interstitial screen that has an explanation. But I guess we're talking about a paper receipt at this point. Yes, um, exactly. Paper receipt. Um, now, it could be on that type of, you know, like that type of, uh, you know, technology, mobile technology and iPad or, or what have you uh, uh, that, you know, oftentimes you'll, you'll pay at those kiosks. You can include and you should include uh, th- those type of messages if you're going to use the gratuity guidelines. There should be no difference between whether the, it's on paper or like an iPad like that. We should see the elimination of the effect. But, yeah, often you'll see it on uh, or maybe not often, but but sometimes you'll see. I've seen it uh, multiple times. You know, on the receipt that again, this is for your convenience. That type of message needs to be there if you're going to use gratuity guidelines. That's our recommendation. So it it eliminates the negative effect on on the brand perception. But how does it affect tipping? Like, do people see that and kind of go, "Oh, well, I guess I don't need to tip then." Right. So uh, again, generally, it doesn't have an effect still, but at least it eliminates that negative effect uh on on brand favorability right and so that that's the key that was the really fo- that was the real uh ultimate focus of our paper uh because you know uh we you know in the literature we saw that was overlooked that no one was focused on how does this if at all affect the brand affect that restaurant that bar uh that nail salon that hair salon whatever uh how does it affect them and, and so that was the the focus and we clearly saw it had a negative effect surprisingly for many people what made you want to study this? Great question, Todd. Uh, you know, interesting, interesting, um, you know, backstory and, and how I started to research this. Uh, it was, it was, at, so I, I, uh, I did graduate school at the University of Kansas in Lawrence, Kansas. And I was at, um, you know, a, a bar uh, with a friend one day in Lawrence. And 
and uh, and, and, and an older gentleman uh, received his tip or received his bill. Excuse me, received the bill, and he saw the gratuity guidelines, and he said, "Why do you guys something to the effect of why do you put these on here? Do you think I'm stupid?" <laughs> and so I was like, "Aha." Uh-huh. That was kind of my, you know, my uh, inception point of, of, okay, I need to study this. I need to look at this. If they're, if, if he's just a unique uh, consumer, uh, you know, a data point of an, an N, you know, just an N of one, you know, he's, he's unique in this way. Or is this a more general phenomenon? We saw it was it was a, a general effect there um, that that people you know may be surprised by, but it's consistent and there are clear practical implications that come from it. All right. What are those practical implications like bottom line in light of your findings? What should marketers change or do differently from this day forward? If brands, if restaurants, uh, bars, hair salons, whatever, if they want to if they want to keep these gratuity guidelines, then just include that explanatory message. Right. Because you because they may want to keep those because it appears that they care about their service staff, right? In terms of recruitment and retainment of service staff, right? Because by the way, when I was at that, when I was at that uh, restaurant during the, you know, conducting the field study, um, you know, waiters and waitresses, I, I could tell that they were a little skeptical of, uh, you know, of, of this, that it could, it could hurt them. Right. So we, you know, we ran the experiment and because we got the, uh, I had a connection with the, um, the, the owner and he said, yeah, this is great. Let's, let's do it. But the service staff, I could see that they were a little hesitant. Would this affect my bottom line? Right. Would this affect how much tips I get? Uh, and I think, I think most, con- most service staff would think like that. Right. Uh, so maybe brands want to, uh, even though there's no effect or there's there's no uh, generally no effect of, of gratuity guidelines and tip amounts, um, you know, uh, in general terms, uh, then, you know, but still they may want to include them to please service staff, right, to recruit them, to retain them, because there's a perception that maybe that this will increase tips, that this is they're looking out for them. So I, I understand that. And so if, if you want to include them. Include the, you know, the, the few, uh, you know, the one sentence, few words that this is for your benefit, your convenience, right? Uh, ease of calculation, et cetera. That's why we're putting it on there. If you do that, there's no negative effect, no positive effect either, but at least it doesn't hurt the brand. And so, but if you do not put that, if you do not want to put that, you know, little sentence uh, for whatever reason, then you should not include them at all, right? So if you want to include them, just include that message with it, couple them together at all times. You had a co-author on the paper. Who was that? Uh, yes, uh, my co-author was Amin Atari, um, and he, uh, at the time of um, you know, at the time of the start of this paper, he he was at Neoma Business School in, in France. Um, right now, he's an independent researcher, um, but yes, he, he's a great co-author and, and great friend. We've worked on many many types of projects, including one that we just started uh, on another, uh, you know, on another kind of uh, angle of tipping, looking at something else in the tipping domain. So we're excited about that. So it's a growing body of research and I'm happy to, you know, be, you know, a small part of it. Well, it certainly is fascinating. I'm delighted you were able to share it with us. Thank you for your time. Absolutely, Todd. Thank you so much. Frank Cabano is an assistant professor of marketing at the University of Texas. His paper is published in the Journal of Business Research. It's called Don't Tell Me How Much to Tip, the Influence of Gratuity Guidelines on Consumers' Favorability of the Brand. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. 
Shop now at Hero.co.